Welcome to Hive Mind. I'm Meg. I'm here with Emily. Hey, Emily. Hi, Meg. How are we? We are great because we are talking about Bridgerton season two, episode seven, penultimate, <sighs> sexy time, patio loving, purple pantaloon, purple episode rain. seven. Uh, purple rain was cleverer than I thought because it was raining. It was clever. Yes, it was clever. I'll, I'll give them that. Uh, before we start, I would just love for everyone to know that Meg right now is wearing a Brooks Marks sweatsuit. Is it the full suit or just a sweatshirt? Well, right. The, I've got to be honest. The sweatpants aren't the most comfortable sweatpants I've ever worn. So I'm wearing the sweatshirt shirt with leggings. I will say washes up like a dream. Oh. Um, Steven ordered this for me for my birthday, which was in February. He ordered it and sent it to a friend's house and it failed to arrive in time for my birthday. The friend had to contact Shopify and tell him it had not been received. And then it arrived in time for Mother's Day. So that's the level of customer service you're getting with Brooks Marks. That is so, wow, what a great, that's a great fact. Good to know. It is great. Hey Brooks, you got some work to do, bud. Brooks, I actually do legitimately love this sweatshirt. Could I have put masking tape on a black sweatshirt and had the same effect? Yes, but it is cozy. I feel like the, um, the not piping, I don't know what we're calling this, but the ribbon down the arm, it's a nice touch. It is a ribbon seam. I don't know what it is, but um, my next question, sorry, is it because of sweatpants? Do they cut in? Or are they just not cut that? They're like a little crotchy. Oh, mm-hmm. they're like a little too low. They hang a little too low. Interesting. Okay, great to know. And I do have a weird, a weird body. Like pants, me and pants, it's a it's a constant struggle. So it's probably a me problem. Well, I don't know that. Listen, I trust Brooks Marks with a lot. My firstborn, my retirement fund, but I don't know that I trust him with um what do the masses need in pants? I think right. what do what does the average 36-year-old woman want from a pair of pants? Yeah, not yeah, not I don't know that Brooks is it not the top authority not it for us well let me tell you what we are authority on everything regency england (laughs) indeed so indubitably indubitably it's episode seven like meg said thank heaven it's episode seven we made it and they really started picking up again i do need to mention something numerous people more than four messaged me about francesca the actress getting recast for season three Everyone knows I complain about Francesca just being MIA, and I've said it numerous times, her book, easily top three Bridgerton books, so freaking good. So she's got recast so she can be in it more because the original actress had another show. In other news, Shonda Rhimes decided to ruin my entire effing life this week. And they announced that season three is not going to be Benedict's story, which it should be. And it's going to be Penelope and Colin's story, which I have an issue with. I have an issue with it. And explain the issue. I'll tell you the issue. It's twofold. First of all, Benedict's story is good. And it's not fair that we're skipping that because it's a fake Cinderella. I know that's why. And I also heavily... I'm heavily suspicious that they're going to turn Benedict into a bisexual storyline. And I think they haven't gotten the runway for that yet. So I feel like that's two reasons they're punting Benedict's story. But my big reason I'm really upset about it is because the Penelope and Colin need time. 
their characters develop in a very interesting and good, healthy way that is not going to happen by next season unless they flash forward like four years. Like Penelope is older, Colin is older, and they're different and they're better people. So that's why I'm frustrated about it being like, oh, Penelope and Colin is going to be next season. I am glad that the storyline, we're pretending like we don't know who Whistledown is. I'm glad that's going to be over, but it's not time yet. There's a buildup. Do you know what I mean? There's a buildup. Totally. It just bothers me. Penelope's supposed to be like six and five, five and 20 before she gets married. Right now she's like 19. Mm, mm, okay. And Colin um, goes through it. He goes on a walkabout and he learns a lot about life and it, it makes him a way better partnered Penelope. Right now, if you try to tell me at the end of the season, I'm supposed to root for Colin, I couldn't. How can you? He's the worst. He's not the worst. He's just nothing. He like means nothing to me. You yeah. say, how do, how do you feel about Colin? And I think I have no feeling whatsoever. Meg knows also how I feel, which is I'm not interested in Colin's sex scenes. Okay. I'm just going to say it. Nothing about that actor makes me think, oi, oi, oi. you know, it just makes me feel like, uh, mm, that's a bummer. Okay. So we're straight it's gossip town in the town. Whistle down is trying to deflect the gossip from the Bridgertons and back onto the queen, which interesting choice because you just made a powerful enemy, sister. Why right. would you do this? I don't get it. But there's this really fun scene at the beginning where Anthony's staring at himself naked in bed. And like, if you can't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love yeah. someone else? Am I right, Anthony? Who among us? Who among us? He's just staring at himself. And then we go over to Kate, who's just staring into the sky, replaying her single French kiss with the Viscount. But then she immediately goes into bathe with her mother and sister. And that's weird. I don't know why this house would own three bathtubs. Like it just wouldn't have been done. Okay. That's too much hot water for the kitchen to boil, to bring up to three baths at once. It's not, it's not logistically possible. They did not have hot water. Emily, in those days, in that era, how often were people bathing? I mean, if you were rich, you were bathing a lot because that's how you fragranced your body. Like, yeah. So were, like, what's a lot? I think daily, if you were a Viscount, okay. you would bathe daily or a Viscountess because you, that's, there's no other way to not smell bad. Got it. But so that, like now it's like now, yeah, well, we have deodorant. Mm, yeah. And we okay. have um, lotion. We have dry shampoo, the dry shampoo alone, Meg. Dry shampoo. Alone. That's true. Yeah, a real game changer. So, ugh, Colin, like I care about him. I wrote this completely separate before knowing. Uh, Colin, I hate you, Shonda Rhimes. So, wow. I don't even know. He made some sort of Weisenheimer comment in the house. Viola B. Madam Bridgerton is stressed. She's telling Anthony, like, "Hey, we got to get ahead of the scandal and get out there. Let's get back on the promenade and let's show everyone." who's the boss. <laughs> and Eloise is like, oh, I can't come because I have to buy gloves. Um, and don't worry about it because I'm just buying gloves. But she's going to get a booty call. And but before she can do that, Meg, she doesn't get that far because the queen of the entire damn country shows up. So okay, that's bothersome. There's a point in this episode where they say the queen of England and I like record scratch and was like of the whole country like this woman yeah. who cares deeply about the bridgertons is queen of the entire country yeah this person who has literally nothing to do but just like 
pick bad wigs, I guess. Yeah. Then she's just sitting into, the, it's so stupid. The whole storyline is stupid. So Lady D is promenading with the Sharmas. I wrote Dharmas. That was incorrect. I wasn't thinking about <laughs> Dharma and Greg a lot. Remember Dharma and Greg? What Dude, a show. Do you remember Jenna Elfman had a movie with Ben Stiller and Edward Norton called Keeping the Faith? Yeah, I never saw it. You got to watch it. It stands She's up. great. She's great on um, the Matthew McConaughey one, Ed TV. Oh, yeah, she's good. What happened to Jenna Elfman? She's a good actress. I, I hope she's just happy somewhere with a lot of money. I hope she invested in NFTs three years ago and it cashed out six months. Cashed out. Yeah, I hope she's not riding that six crypto. Um, Jenna Elfman, we wish you the best. And so whatever, they're promenading because they were like, we have to act like literally nothing's wrong and there's nothing to see here. Thank you very much. Edwina right now is serving Brat's realness. She looks like the biggest eyes on the smallest person. And she's like, I'm not interested in, because Lady D is like, oh, we can even find you another husband by the end of the season, I bet. And Edwina's like, ah, I'm not interested. Like, That's she, a no for me, dog. You literally just called off a wedding, Lady Danbury, chill out. <laughs> it killed me. Uh, it's a different time, Meg. But the Bridgertons have got some rough luck over on the other side of the promenade because they're getting shunned by everyone. And then the worst thing of all happens is they get pitied by the Featheringtons. Oh, the Featheringtons felt bad. If they feel Emily, bad, you, it's a bad day, Meg. I got to tell you, I'm rooting for the Featheringtons. The more evil they become, the more I like them. Hey, they're the best actors. That's why. That's why I yeah. think that, that mom could carry this entire show. She's so good. They are eating these roles up. They are oh. having so much fun. Not a single crumb. Even Cousin Jack, who I hated, I hate him because he's doing a good job. Like, I yeah. truly think he wants to bang his aunt. He's diabolical, and I'm here for it. Her rack again. I cannot. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot. Not mention that unbelievable rack. She looks great. She could eat a meal off of that truck. <laughs> and I would like with the right bra. With the right bra. So meanwhile, Eloise is getting grilled by a pink hair PI. Uh, it's the queen of the entire country who's so sure that whistle down is Eloise, but she's not whistle down. She's just slumming it. The queen's like, she can't tell the queen that though, or she'll be ruined. And the queen is like, all I want is for Whistledown to be my friend. If she was an ally to the crown, I wouldn't care what she does. And Eloise is like, oh, I don't know. And doesn't say anything, which is so stupid to me. And I'm like, if you spent two minutes with Eloise, I think you would understand that she does not seem like the per kind of person who could keep a secret. Right. Am I wrong? Like she's, she cannot keep a single thought in her feather brain. A total narc. So I don't know why the queen is in this. And, and she doesn't really dispute it that much. She's just kind of like, no, it's not me. It's not me. And then like, scene, we're done. Um, I don't even think she said it twice. She's like, oh, no, it's not me. Um, okay, well, bad news. The Sharmas are also getting shunned. Um, yeah, she's definitely getting shunned. No one wants to be tainted by the scandal. So then Violet B's like, hey, you know what we should do? I'll get together and chat. And yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's the best idea. Well, I'll tell you who hates it. Edwina. As she has every reason to. Edwina's, they're sitting in this, this pink room 
And Edwina looks less than pleased with the scenarios and the ladies around her decide to respect her wishes of not seeing each other by throwing a ball all together. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you seem unhappy. Let's throw a ball together. And then Edwina just go ahead and announces to the entire room that the Viscount and Kate are in love. And then Newton, the dog who does not get enough screen time, forces them to stand up. But what he did not make them do is smell each other. And what's the deal with the smelling, Mag? I mean, I get that they're into each other, but like have some decorum. You are adults. The way Anthony closes his eyes, turns his head and sniffs to the side, just really looks like a velociraptor. I can't see anything besides like clever girl. I hate it. It's very, um, yeah, animalistic and weird. And it makes me uncomfy. And spoiler, it happens way more than one time this episode yeah edwina then said was i truly that blind like yeah Mm, yeah you were edwina um so then the the families were like hey we gotta we gotta keep anthony and kate apart but what i don't understand is why don't they just say anthony and kate are getting married why couldn't that be the reason the wedding got called off meg i'm not understanding that like i mean that's a scandal right people wouldn't take well to that that'd be that'd be a bit of gossip for a long while if it's a love match there are the thing is they're already in a scandal that the wedding got called off so if they can be like oh but they're a love match like don't you think people would then root for them yeah maybe i don't know i've never been part of a ton i feel like i'm i i love a scandal and so i'd root for whatever was the biggest scandal you know Yeah, I mean, I know exactly who I would be in the show, and it's the mean broad crew. Like, I would love, I would eat up the drama of someone else's family with a tiny silver spoon. I would freaking love it. So that's what they're afraid of, though. But then Anthony and the mom decide to leave. Like, he, Anthony gets so mad, he storms out of someone else's house. And on Lady D's 18th century millennial pink staircase, Violet B yet again tries to get Anthony to just admit that he loves Kate and he still doesn't have to marry even if they make it through the scandal I mean it's the whole thing Violet's just like I don't get it and then Anthony snaps and is like do you just want me to admit I made a mistake and I for one screamed yes I would love for you to just admit you made a mistake it doesn't seem like something you're able to do sir I for one screamed who is your interior designer how do I get that millennial pink staircase? I was into it. I liked the vibe. It's a lot. It's a lot of look, but I, I think I could live happily in that home. Oh, okay. Well, the thing is, I would much rather, um, I would much rather have the Bridgerton home just to be, it's just brighter. It's fresh. It's a better color for me. Yeah, it's a it's a mood. Lady Danbury's house is very much a mood and like a place in Disneyland where you change a baby's diaper. But I was into it. Um. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad to hear that. So for me, liked it. Don't want to live there. It's a look, Meg. I think I want to visit. I think I, I want part of my house to look like that. One room. A a wing. Yeah. Okay. Um, then Anthony's like, well, I'm sure you and Lady Danbury will make sure this plan works. And then he storms out of someone else's house. The most entitled move of all time. Yeah, he's, kind of, he's kind of the worst. He's the worst. So Eloise is having a complete nervy B 
because the queen is now threatening her family. And Penelope's like, hey, let's just tell the queen she's wrong. She'll be totally reasonable because that wig pretty much proves the queen is very reasonable. There's nothing about the way this queen looks that says reasonable. Am I wrong? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you're exactly right. She is unhinged. Unhinged. Then Penelope is essentially just telling Eloise that she's Lady Whistledown. And she's like, well, maybe Lady Whistledown will write something that will prove your innocence. I don't know. I think I could do it. Like, she's not even pretending anymore that she's not Lady Whistledown. Yeah, but Eloise is kind of dumb. Um, Eloise, amen. You don't need to tell me that. Eloise is dumb smart. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Um, I once had a cousin, so smart. One time she went to Nordstrom Rack, was very upset because she could not find the right shoe of any shoe she wanted. And at no point was she like, oh, no right shoes are out. There's only left shoes. Because do you remember Nordstrom Rack only used to keep one shoe out and you had to go ask yeah. for the other one? Which, why, by the way, Meg? I don't know. But so shoplifters didn't take the one shoe everyone tries on. I guess. Now they just put them both out. Money, Gen Z doesn't understand how lucky they've got it. You could get About both. anything, by the way. <laughs> Yeah, about TV being on your phone at all times and that you can get both shoes at the Nordstrom Rack. Um, then Penelope shows that the Modiste in a full panic about the queen being involved. And like Modiste is super panicked about that. She completely forgets that she had a French accent. I'm great with that decision. In fact, I'd prefer her to never have a French accent again. But then Same. Penelope and Lady Delacroix are like trying to come up with a plan, but then they just get distracted by her own illustration she pinned on her own wall. I didn't understand anything. Neither did I. 90% of their their entire interaction. But I do know that I love that she had her own drawings pinned up. Like, yeah, this is it. And there was no tape back then. That means this lady, like, put nails in her walls, Meg. That's a commitment. Um, I feel like there's too many people involved in the story now. I'm like, no, why are they here? Who, what, why, why is she part of this? This is Colin and Lady Delacour, two, two steps. There are too many. But the Modiste is like, well, why don't you just write something so tolerable about Eloise that the queen will know it's not her. But Penelope's like, I can't ruin a friend. But it's like, uh, I bet you do. Yeah, you should. Well, back at art school, everyone's drunk. So I guess that's why Benedict is in season three. He's not mature enough yet for his own season. Mm, too much revelry. Too much revelry. And then Anthony comes to immediately kill the vibe. He's burnt. He bums out Benedict because Benedict's just trying to party. And Anthony's like, you're still the second son. You need to like a shape up, man. And then Benedict reminds Anthony that we all know Anthony loves Kay. And also life is about perspective. So like, don't touch your painting away completely. Just change the color palette, bro. That's a verbatim. Yeah, the bro. Yeah, he was like, yo, broza. So life's just about perspective. See how you can figure out how to marry your former almost sister-in-law. We can do this together. Weirder Uh, things have happened. Weirder things. So then the world's two dumbest families get together so they can trick everyone into believing they love each other's company, which is like, whatever. Um, Anthony yet again smells the air, which is, what is his deal? It's a real freak. Do you remember Charlie's Angel with Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and Lucy Liu? Vaguely. Okay, well, there was this character they referred to as the Thin Man who would cut their hair and then sniff it like- Nope, 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 nope. I just recently rewatched. Anyway, uh, that's all I could think about this entire time when he was taking deep exhales. I was like, okay, cool. So you're just that Charlie's Angel guy. Quick detour. 
Last night we started the 2005 J Lo vehicle Monster in Law. Oh, with um that Jane Fonda. Jane, yes. Uh, we have come a long way as a society since then in terms of homophobia and sexism and the way we wear our jeans and the way we do our hair. And I, for one, would just like to say, I am happy with the strides we have made as a society because things were rough. Uh, who was the male lean and monster-in-law? Do you know? He's he's that guy that was like it for a hot second. He was Josh the Lucas. guy in Josh Never Lucas. Been Kissed. Josh Lucas? Yeah. He was he was almost Owen Wilson. He was almost Matthew McConaughey, but he was neither. He was too nice looking, maybe too normal yeah. looking to be either. Who's the guy in Sweet Home Alabama? Is that him? Is that him? It could be him. I don't know. He's just a guy. He's in a lot more things. No, it's Michael Burton. Who's that? That's not a guy. That's not a real person. He was in, yes, he is the one from Never Been Kissed. And he is, he was from Alias. That was his big thing. Uh, Okay, okay, okay. okay. I never watched Alias, did you? No. I don't think I could get into it now either. I'm not convinced it's a real show. (laughs) I mean, I've seen those wigs on Jennifer Gardner. She posted about them. I think it's like a show on 30 Rock, you know? Yeah, I do understand what you mean about that. Josh Lucas is the guy from Sweet Home Alabama, so I was half right. But just to be honest, they look the same. They, they're blonde. They're blonde. Like the Bridgerton men. Lump them all together. It doesn't matter. Switch them in, switch them out. You got the same result. That guy, great. Unfashionably be tall. Cool. Here we go. So they decide as to ease the tension, these two idiotic families decide they're going to go stare at nude statues. Yeah. <laughs> and, and for some Which, reason, by the way, I feel like most statues, antiquities of that nature are like violent rapes, not two people looking longingly at each other. That did not feel realistic to me at all. I've never been to Europe. I know. So I have to take your word on it. It's, it's mostly like, here's one guy killing another guy, or here's this man hurting a woman. That's, those are the motifs. Well, or that would have been Michelangelo's male lover that he painted over and over. Oh, is that true? Yeah. I guess we know why Anthony, why Benedict loves art school. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say, Meg. Um, for some Good for reason, him. Good for him. Listen, I'm not opposed to Anthony having a gay story, Benedict having a gay story. Benedict. I'm not. I'm not opposed to it. I just would love for it to be a reflection of what his story was, which was a rags to riches scenario that I enjoyed very much. In Julia Quinn's writings, are any of them queer? No. Um, mm. does not statistically that seems unlikely. I'm that there are okay, there are side characters who are, but oh, okay. her main characters. There are specific writers who do write those storylines and there I've read quite a few that I would highly suggest if anyone wants one let me know there's the same one who writes about a family who has powers from a fairy anyway I just love the whole situation okay like a fairy from Ireland okay okay whatever and so they're looking at nude statues for whatever reason Anthony ends up with the Sharma month yeah which was like on a who's like 
oh, men have all the pleasure to not apologize. Like immediately, he says, sorry. She's like, well, it's good. You realize you should say sorry because usually men don't need to. And it's like, uh, okay. But then she's also like, but I should have worked harder to ease my family's transition back into society and not put that on Kate. And it's like, right. why I hate Edwina so much right now. It's not just on Kate. There's other people involved here. And your mom is actually someone who does deserve some blame. Sorry. I agree. And yourself, Edwina, look in the mirror. Um, what she's not, I don't understand why she's not just like, you should just marry Kate. I'm just getting so annoyed that no one's like trying to find a solution where these two people just get married. Shonda loves conflict. Yeah, I should say so. But like, I need a little resolution. Okay, well, speaking of conflict about things we don't care about, there's this boxer has this empty club. Oh my gosh. Uh. Who cares? The only reason I cared was because the MLM, the MLM King, AKA cousin Jack shows up to stir the pot. And cousin Jack starts alluding to the fact that he knows that the old Featherington used to bet on this guy's boxing matches when he threw the money. Did you just hear how convoluted that sentence was? Okay, let's Why just skip do it. I don't do want to, it's stupid. Let's move on. Anyway, the whole point of this was Get out of the MLM way. He wants to scam some fools and you should mind your own business. And, and I wrote here, honestly, that's capitalism, baby. If yeah. people are going to pay without doing their due diligence, that's on them. That's on them. I wrote here one question. Who cares? <laughs> so I, if, if this falls in fall, this, this becomes like a full fledged evil scheme. I will love it. I will absolutely love it. Freaking better. Um, Eloise pops off a hood, like serving little red riding hood shows up in Theo's room, who is less than thrilled to see this because he almost got evicted because she came and visited him so much. He was like, you know, the queen's been here, which for the record, the queen's people poking around a little tiny print shop is just so hilarious, but she Stupid. doesn't get it because Eloise has never been poor. So she's like evicted, just get more money. Never heard of it. Go someplace else. She doesn't understand why this is hard because she's a rich bitch. Okay. And he's the only person I respect because he's like, don't come back here. I never want to see you again. And who can blame him? And scene for Theo Sharp, I hope, because he does not belong more in the story. Not because I don't enjoy him, but because he serves no purpose. Was he in the books? No. Okay. 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 I'm sorry I asked. It just I didn't mean to upset you. Okay. So Edwina, speaking of idiots, Edwina decides in public in front of nude statues would be the best time to confront her sister again. She was like, oh, you and the Viscount taught me how to lie. And like, and now I can lie. And I was just like, but did they lie to you? Or did they just not tell you every single thought they ever had? I don't think they lied. I, I think, think that they, they treated her like a child, but she kind of asked to be treated like a child. Well, I agree because then Edwina is like, I can't even believe in fairy tales anymore. And you did that. But it's like, guess what, lady? Life would have done that. I don't know who needed to tell you that life was going to beat you down. And this is a situation that you just got to get through and like cut your hair and move on, Edwina. Get that pixie cut. Everyone's got to do it at one point after a Thanks. breakup. If you can't do pixie cut, yeah, get a weird fringe, regret it, grow it out. Once it's grown out, you will have processed your trauma. That's the way. That 
it works. That's the circle of life. Like think, oh, if I got bangs, I might look like Zoe Deschanel, get bangs, realize no one's dating me and it might not be because of my bangs, but it could just because I'm traumatized and I'm emotionally unavailable. But also you can blame the bangs because that's convenient and temporary, you know? Yes, that's true, Meg. Really good point. But I don't know. I'm over Edwina. I think I hate 90% of the characters at this point. Oh, this is us at the end of the Real Housewife season when we're all like, I can't stand another minute. And listeners are like, um, do you guys even like this show you have a whole podcast about? And we're like, we're not sure, honestly. We're not sure. Okay, I do like the show. I do think the pacing is really bad. I've said it before. And and guess what? The, I said right now at this state, not now in real time, right now in this show, I hate 90% of the characters. There is some redemption. So the vo- the Viscount is like behind the statue, the least subtle I've ever seen in my life, like trying to whisper out of his mouth to talk to Kate. He was like, we need to have a word. We've kissed. But then she is lying because she's like, we didn't kiss. Nice. <laughs> and then they were like, uh, we couldn't have because if we would have, we should have been ashamed. And that's BYU, baby. <laughs> <laughs> this is probably a conversation you had with your bishop one time and you probably still feel ashamed uh the bishop just sitting at the pulpit looking for bangs new fresh cut bangs just knowing mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. zeroing in um but at this point i wrote verbatim holy hell move the love story along for hell's sake shonda because it's half of the episode to the second to last episode i just need that bee venom sucking breast energy. Yeah, I mean, we're uh, running out of time. Yeah, we're Miss Rhymes, we are, the clock is ticking, tick tock. Yep, tick tock. So there's this bitchy broad crew, they're the old ladies, and they're like trying to be catty to Violet B and Lady D, but the terrible two are unstoppable because they were like, well, we're having a ball. Did you not get an invitation? Maybe I'll send you one. And to be honest, at this moment, I knew I would have been in that bitchy broad crew that just ganged up on people. I knew I would have. Oh, yeah. It's the best part to be in. The best. That's, that's who I'd roll with 100%. Darwinism, you know? Yeah. That- Birds of a feather and whatnot. Yeah. Although... This is the other thing. In the book, the Bridgertons are so powerful. They really can get away with a lot. And I did like that because I like my heroes to like be above roles. Mm, sure. Yeah, sure. It's like a thing for me. So Penelope overhears her cousin chatting about his fake minds with Colin, which is a classic MLM behavior. Get your cousin's friend involved. Uh, Facebook. Colin's like, I need to make money. I'm the third son. And if I give you money, then your family makes money. And then both families thrive. And cousin um, Jack was like, yeah, great. We love it. And then Penelope's like, let me walk to your door. And then Colin's like, and the only reason I'm revisiting this conversation is because I know they're going to be season three now. So Colin calls Penelope constant and loyal, which I, he just described a dog. Yeah. Not the terms I'd want my future lover to call me. No. Um, real quick on the MLM thing. How would it be? I feel like this is the equivalent of me in 2016, 17, Facebook messaging someone I've never, I haven't talked to since high school and saying, hey, girly, I heard you sell lip sense. Can I get in on that? Yeah, I think that is what it's like. Um, that level of absurdity. Yeah, that's like you you know your sister just ma- married really into a lot of money. So you're like, hey, 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 girl from high school, can I buy some lip sense? I think this is it for me. 
I think that this is my future. Yeah, this is my root future. So, um, but then the final note with Colin is he's like, do not tell anyone I'm investing in these mines. And I think we're going to get more about that later. I'm pretty. Mm. But then Lady at Featherington was like, hey, Cousin Jack, remember Cousin Jack backslash soon-to-be lover, backslash soon-to-be son-in-law? Don't you remember the Bridgertons were on that do not scam list? And then Cousin Jack um, really cannot stop coming on. I wrote this. Cousin Jack does not stop coming on to his aunt. And honestly, I'm rooting for him. Me too. I would love to see those two together. The two of those actors together, that's chemistry. Yeah, incredible. Step aside, Jonathan Bailey, and I don't remember the actor's name. Uh, you guys are great. They're just better. They're um, better. Okay, the Duchess Daphne couldn't make the ball. They make a point to let us know, which is such a shame. Because Who cares? Who I cares? Would love to see what purple dress she wore. Ugh. Um, Eloise freaking out because she's going to ruin her entire family's lives, but she's got a plan. What's her plan? She's going to publish a faux whistle down that's in allegiance to the queen like what a dumb plan but also whistle down is dead to her and by the way penelope you're the most loyal friend she has that was all in one conversation that's a lot I, talking to eloise is like talking to your friend who just got on adderall it's a lot i don't know that i've ever experienced that but i'm gonna trust you yeah it's a lot um they get a lot done and I'm happy for them. So the ball prep is they're having a ball, the prep's underway. And my question here is why are those footmen painting on the original parquet floors, Meg? They're painting on them. Oh, is it paint? I thought it was like some weird vinyl stencil, a live, laugh, love situation. In this house, our only rules are don't cause a scandal and don't be Mrs. Whistledown. Yeah. Return with honor. Anthony uh whistled down then comes on the voiceover Julie Andrews my favorite part of every episode and says why is it about betrayal that excites us and I Oof. also would love to know okay um and then hold that thought because they all come down to the ball and no one showed up Meg they ruined that floor for no good reason I mean, they all danced together. What's her name was like, what What about a quadrille, right? Yeah, Anthony was like, hey, what if we had a new perspective? And then he looks and I swear to you, he winks at Benedict. Um, and they're partying, they're pariah socially, but they're partying. And if I was Edwina, so I'm an idiot, but pretty. And I just got forced into a country dance with the guy's family who just called off our wedding because he was in love with my sister. I think I would be pretty annoyed. Probably leave that ball, right? Probably not attend any longer. Probably just walk home. I know, but Meg, they are having fun. They're clapping. They're circling. They're jostling up and down. They're clapping. There's more circles. Oh, and the prancing, Meg, the prancing. It's a lot. They got a full workout. That was a high fitness they just did. I mean, and at this point, I'm looking at my watch and thinking like, we're, we're wrapping up here and still nothing, nothing's happening. TikTok, Shonda, Anthony and Kate are electric. Edwina can even see it at this point. She's like, wait, what? Um, but then they ask like, hey, the ton is usually a bunch of idiots. Like, why didn't they fall for our story? Because usually they'll fall for anything. Dum, dum, dum. It's whistle down time because they get the papers and whistle down tells everyone that Eloise has been slumming with political rad- radicals. So guess what? No one's coming to your ball. Because Okay, but I- Emily, I need you to explain that to me because that would entice me to come to a ball more to okay. see the woman who's been slumming it with the 
printer press man. Meg, during this time, your reputation meant literally everything. And if your reputation got even a little dirty, I'm not even saying that you fell in mud. I'm saying dry dirt got on you metaphorically. People would just not talk to you. And if you didn't talk to people, then you never got married. You didn't make business. This is how they did everything, right? The connections were how they made money, how they grew their family. So if no one's going to talk to you, then you're just stunted in society. So Mm. it was a huge deal to not be associated with someone that could possibly tarnish your reputation, which sure is accurate. But again, what I mentioned before, what I do like about Bridgerton and all the books I read is they're like, a little bit around allowed to break rules usually because they're very rich or very handsome or very eccentric and i do wish there was a little bit more of like that energy here of like yeah but we're the bridgertons so yeah we're okay. prolific um but no one's coming penelope seems upset it's hard to tell though because she looks so good with her hair down this is the best penelope look her soft hair i agree so yeah she looks great it was a very good look um Edwina I'm sorry but you're being dramatic at this point because she tells Kate I'm more kind-hearted than you like what I mean she's allowed to be dramatic but like go drive around and listen to I don't know who do kids listen to now when they're broken up with but like just go do normal post-breakup dramatics you know been Kelly Clarkson Yeah, I think I, like, I broke up and then I watched, like, nine seasons of one TV show in a week, you know, like, and I was being dramatic, but I needed to be dramatic for a week. Yeah, but Edwina is like, she's really just pushing and pushing and pushing in a way that I'm like, I just don't like you. And you're not kind. You're just naive, Edwina. Like, I hate the storyline so much. They're sisters. They're supposed to stay sisters. And I really, really do not like that Shonda Rhimes threw women back 50 years with a sister fight feminism mag hmm. so agreed kate goes and settles herself in the gazebo where anthony is oh well, mm. well of course yes. hubba hubba he he tries to woo kate by telling her she's uncompromising inflexible and not prone to prone to common sense wow what a smooth operator um they fight and then he yells at kate because she consumes him and then he mentions his family hates him which i didn't get but okay and then like he also resents her because he doesn't want to think about her all the time and then meg he takes a big whiff of her and that makes her upset because all she's ever done is try to help her family and anthony's like well what if we just did something for ourselves but kate's like you gotta stop and then he's like no you've got to stop and then he gets mad and he's like go inside but then he smells her again i wrote down how many times he smells her he smells her again which somehow lures her into his arms they have an awkward kiss he finger bees her and then we get the weirdest sex montage why is benedict a part of it (laughs) benedict's a part of it did you not see that Like, I don't understand. I rewound it twice because I'm like, what is happening? So I will start by saying Simone Ashley, I think is her name is the actress's name. She looks incredible. She looks unbelievable. She's wearing some lilac lingerie, but where is the corset? Yeah. Uh, It's a little bralette that you would buy from Urban Outfitters. 
Yeah, this is not accurate. And I do, I personally think there is something very S-E-X-Y about undoing a corset, having a chemise, layers, Meg, layers are sexy. Sure, 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 sure. And we didn't get that here. Um, Yes. Okay. So they're having, they're getting it on. You can almost see her nipple. And then it like cuts with Benedict. And I'm telling you this happens because I had to rewind it. And if it doesn't actually cut with Benedict, then they look exactly the same, but it seemed to be Benedict and his paint school girl. What? Yes. I'm going to find a picture, but like, I, and then I need to bring up a couple more things that really frustrated me. She never would have taken her hair down Meg. And it's very important to me that this is acknowledged because the thing is, if she took her hair down, which takes a maid to put up, she could never have gotten it up again on her own. And if she goes inside with her hair down, everyone's going to know what she's doing. And then boom, she ruined. And it's dumb. It's dumb. It's dumb that she put her hair down. And it's dumb to think that her family would have just left her at the I mean, house. Emily, it's dumb to have SEX out in the gazebo where people could walk out at any moment. I'm not sure common sense or foresight was really at play here. Yeah, especially when I saw that they acted like Anthony slept there all night on concrete. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and then like I get her family just like leaves her there. And then Anthony like goes inside. And I think this idiot is trying to give him her the same ring he gave her sister. <laughs> happening. But like, what's that? He goes and runs to her house, but Kate's not home. Why? Because she's riding in the rain. But Meg, that velvet is not waterproof. That velvet cloak would have weighed 45 pounds. Agreed. I mean. So they're riding and the CGI is LOL so bad. They're making it look like he's riding in the rain and it's so bad. The CGI is so bad. Anyway, Kate falls off her horse and we only get one more episode to try to work through this brain injury love story. And I don't I mean, have any other idea how this is going to work out for me. What if she's dead and the next episode is just like a funeral? Wouldn't it be wild if it took us four months to finish the show and she died i'd kind of be into it if we're being honest that would really that would be unlike anything i've ever seen and then you know what would be awesome if anthony had a gay love story yeah why doesn't he why can't he um anthony the actor jonathan bailey i'm sure i mentioned this before i'm just gonna mention it again was the judge on rupaul's drag race uk he was so freaking fun it's almost really? hard for me to criticize him in this show because I liked him so much as a judge. Yeah, I started following him on Instagram and I really like his vibe. He seems very fun. Um, and I'm just not getting that from the character. I know, he breathes too heavy too much. The other thing that I would love to mention and talk about for a minute is you know how he's doing a play in London and he was supposed to do the play with that guy, Taryn Egger, who- Taryn Edgerton. Edgerton. And then like, Taryn Edgerton like had a nervy bee and breakdown. And like, mm, he's not I in it. I didn't know anymore. that. And oh. then they try to say like, oh, it's because he broke up with his longtime girlfriend, but everyone's like, no, he had a complete nervous breakdown. And I just would love Jonathan Bailey, who definitely listens to this to give me some answers. You think he'd spill the tea? Should we have him on? I think we should. We haven't reached out yet, but I could. He hasn't said no. So I think it's worth the <laughs> effort of reaching out. Um, I would love to say I truly do love Bridgerton, the books. The show 
is fine. I'm not, I hope no one's like, these two people hate the show. I hate parts of the show. And I think that's part of watching it. I hate parts of it. I love parts of it. I love that Stephen was sitting next to me last night while I was watching this. And it was like 50 minutes of just like, you know, any period time balls and whistle down and scandals and then 10 minutes of like sexy sexiness you know and he was like what is this show and I was like this is Bridgerton baby you know because I will say I know we were like they don't have that much chemistry it was a pretty hot sex scene in fact it was it was I carumba about that sex scene because they they really I mean they got into it they did I thought it was more explicit than the Duke and Daphne's. Um, it was definitely more explicit. So if that's your thing, great. I'm not sure if it's mine because I've been told numerous times I'm a prude. And you know what? I think those people might be right. <laughs> so, well, I can't wait to talk about next week. I will say this. If you like Bridgerton, may I suggest Sanditon, which is a show on PBS that is like not your mom's Jane Austen. If your mom watches it with you, don't let her because it does get sexy. And I used to never suggest it to people because it like didn't come back after season one, but season two just came out and it's a very good watch. Okay. All right. So hit me up. All right. Well, Greg, great to see you. Great to see you too, Emily. Talk to you soon. Bye everyone.